0: to my home, you gotta come to me empty handed. I said no gifts, your presence is presence enough, and I already had too much stuff. So how did you dare disobey?
1: Welcome to I said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm in a perfect, perfect place right now. I, uh, I, you know, I spilled a little water on my shoe a few minutes ago, and I thought it was a little bit of water, and now I feel it soaking through to my sock, which is uh, something that I'm just going to let happen for the next hour. There's nothing I can do at this point. Maybe I'll slowly, I'm slowly taking off my shoe with my other shoe. We're just gonna take my shoes off. Uh, and my sock is wet. That none of this matters. None of it matters to you the listener. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy our guest is here. Everybody loves Joe Firestone. Joe, welcome to I said no gifts.
2: Wouldn't it be amazing though if my name was Raymond?
1: <laughs> everybody loves Raymond.
2: Raymond. <laughs> it's Raymond everybody. Raymond.
1: <laughs> um how are you?
2: Oh, I'm good. I just, I had dinner right before this, and I, you know, oh, we don't really talk during dinner. We watch television in in our home, and uh, (laughs) I just watched the first 20 minutes of a juicy episode of um, The Gilded Age.
1: Oh, uh, wait, of the very first episode of that show? No, the eighth episode. Oh, so you're deep into it.
2: Yeah, have you seen this show?
1: I've seen uh, half of the pilot.
2: Okay, you know exactly what it's about. It doesn't (laughs) change from there. (laughs) That's it. (laughs)
1: Um, I, uh, I've i seen the first season of Downton Abbey
2: uh-huh.
1: And then just, you know Heard what happened Through the rest of the 14 seasons Or whatever <laughs> Car crashes, amnesia, whatever yeah. And then uh watched the first half of this And I was like uh, Oh, so this is just kind of an American version With more CGI
2: Okay, there is more CGI But one big difference And I don't know if you have f- familiars in Britain Or whatever could insight on this Here's the thing in Downton Abbey, whenever somebody does something bad, somebody's always watching. So there's consequences to every bad thing that they do. But in right. America, that a lot of things go bad and nobody sees it.
1: People are just going hog wild.
2: Yeah, and there's like <laughs> there's kisses and there's um oh, sexual overtures and bad business deals and nobody sees it.
1: So it's just kind of uh, chaos, anarchy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's no consequences, but do you think there's something there about the cultural differences? What do you oh, think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we're getting a nice look at two different countries <laughs> and how they uh, deal with manners uh-huh. and uh, society.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, the, uh, when there's no fence with, for example, the Gilded Age, the social fence, does it feel detrimental to the entertainment value of the show?
2: You know, I actually like it a little bit better because, you know, something about Downton Abbey, every time somebody does something, somebody else is walking right into it. And it's a little bit stressful. So this one, <laughs> really, no rules. Gilded <laughs> Age. It's, uh, and everybody can do whatever accent they choose.
1: Oh, the accents. The thing I noticed for the first half of the episode I watched was that the kind of the overriding accent is important accent. I think I would call <laughs> it the, everyone's doing the an important accent. Is that... Accurate?
2: that is the accent that's the accent i I <laughs> never knew that's what it was called but that is what it's called yeah
1: <laughs> and they're all doing it impeccably uh <laughs> i don't know i mean i think that it varies from person to person what that actually means yeah But they're all doing it
2: i want to try to talk like that
1: could you try it right now
2: yeah is the podcast starting do you think <laughs> it should start now well <laughs> i'll work on it throughout that i'll pepper it in you know, not all at
1: once, but I'll pepper it in. That's perfect. I mean, you should be on the show.
2: Do you
1: want to try it? Um, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> I think I would be deeply uncomfortable. Okay, I think, well. Uh When we stop recording, I'm going to go in a closet and try it. Maybe, like, you know, <laughs> point out different things in my closet and use the accent that way. See how I feel about huh. it. And Then maybe I'll return for another episode doing that accent.
2: Yeah, give me Uh, a call or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Are you... Yeah, hello? Is this somebody important? (laughs) Do you... Are you inspired by anything right now? Is it like... Do you have a Gilded Age equivalent? Uh,
1: I mean, as far as television goes, uh, I'm watching something called Escape to the Chateau. Have you heard of this? No. This show is incredible. This... uh, It's a British couple, Dick and Angel. They've purchased... A 45 bedroom chateau in France that is absolutely not functioning. Just, it hasn't been lived in for decades. And they are remodeling it room by room. And Dick is an engineer, kind of, they're kind of vague about what that actually means. And uh-huh. Angel's kind of a decorator, which is also kind of vague. And they are just re- truly rebuilding this thing room by room. It's uh, kind of a bake off energy, kind of almost the same music um it's very oh. lovely they really get along although i was thinking earlier like i wonder if they get into big blowout fights that we're not seeing uh, i hope they don't
2: a lot of people get into fights about house repairs that's a big source right. of fights
1: yeah small house repairs cause a lot of stress uh, like when of you're
2: stress.
1: remodeling a chateau Wow. like putting in a sewer system in a like 150-year-old building or something. I can't imagine this screaming matches.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. So so it's nonfiction?
1: It's a complete reality show. Uh, oh. But again, not like, you know, it's not like an HGTV kind of slapdash remodel where it's like, no. this feels like a scam. It feels like a uh, almost documentary.
2: And are they remodeling it for it to look like the Chateau? Or is it like now modern?
1: Well, that's where we run into some problems because Uh they are taking some liberties where it's not like, let's get it back into authentic shape. Angel kind of, uh, you know, she has flights of fancy. She's obviously obsessed (laughs) with the circus. Um, (laughs) And so that kind of gets in. She has kind of like a, um, I don't even know if I would say eclectic. I think she's kind of the person who would would say she loves like funky boutiques, which can be- uh, tricky at times. That said, uh-huh. they're doing a nice job. It looks pleasant. And they're also, they're running like 14 businesses, businesses out of this thing now. They have weddings. They're letting people glamp. At some point, they were trying to turn their moat into a fishing pond. And then they have two adorable children. I mean, it's it's a perfect television show.
2: Wow. <laughs> you know, if you really want to get rich, you do have to have multiple streams of income. That's what I learned from Mark Wahlberg. <laughs>
1: When did Mark Wahlberg? Uh, just his life in general.
2: He had a docu series on HBO, I believe, uh, during during uh, the pandemic, what? where we we learned that he has six streams of income. What are you they? know them? You know them? No. Which ones do you know? Uh, movies. Movies. Okay, so that's acting, producing. Those are two. Okay. okay.
1: Uh, the, uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, I assume some sort of car dealership.
2: Okay, really good thinking, but no one hasn't ventured into cars yet.
1: Okay. Um uh podcast.
2: No, surprisingly no podcast. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with <laughs> Seth Doherty Dive.
1: Seth Doherty Dive? Mm-hmm. Uh Beth Kathmeth uh. <laughs> Seth Dorvy Dive? What are we talking? What could that possibly rhyme with?
2: Okay, so there's a gym called F forty five. Okay, so that's <laughs> and that's that's he owns some of those. He also owns a water company. Okay, and clothing and Wahlburgers.
1: Oh, I I've heard of Wahlburgers, and I've yeah I've seen F next to forty five in some venue, and I assume it's mm-hmm. his gym. Yeah, and then water he owns it like a bottled water company or like an irrigation company.
2: I think it's like water, like, um, hmm. I don't know. I think it's bottled water, maybe. No, mm-hmm. he
1: went for Wahlberg. the pun with Wahlbergers. It's uh, strange he didn't try for one with water.
2: What would that be in your mind?
1: Mark Waterberg. Oh, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I'm glad you said it. Uh, <laughs> Mark Waterberg.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... I think that's probably... You know, uh, if, I'm going to find
2: out what it's called. Hold on. Mark Wahlberg Water. I'll find out. Hold on. You, okay. Do you have any, any more guesses?
1: Um, let me see. Wahlberg. Oh. Berg, wall, wall, wet... Ah, uh, Wetberg.
2: Oh, Wetberg is a great name for water. For sure. There's no question about it. <laughs> wetberg is a, a winner. Unfortunately, it w- <laughs> the answer is aqua hydrate. The one aqua
1: hydrate. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's a terrible. Do
2: you think that? Do you think that's a good name? Do you think you'd rather drink a water called aqua hydrate or name a cat aqua hydrate?
1: <laughs> the cat absolutely. <laughs> this aqua hydrate sounds like maybe a that could be, possibly be a deodorant. Uh, <laughs> aqua hydrate. I the first <laughs> the first thing I think of as not like a bottled water. It seems too uh, direct or something. Yeah, on the
2: nose a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Does it look
1: like fancy water or what is it?
2: Um, yeah, it, I would say no, but I don't know. I, you know, the, the fanciest water to me seems to be that f- Fiji and it doesn't oh, look of like it. But <laughs> the, do you see it? Do you see Aqua? Yeah, hydrate? it
1: kind of looks like a, Um. maybe they're trying to compete with smart water. Is oh,
2: that, yeah. it the venue? Yeah. It kind of looks like a little bit like a candy bar also. That was kind of...
1: <laughs> I, I would love a, a very water-oriented candy bar. Kind of mm. kind of a wet center, <laughs> kind of slips through your fingers. Mm,
2: wouldn't that be so good? They don't make like those. <laughs> mm. That would be really good.
1: <laughs> wow. So he owns... Those are six different... I mean, I feel like... You're cheating a bit when you when he says like acting and producing. I think he's got to just lump Hollywood into one.
2: Yeah, one you stream. think so? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know I think it's tricky nowadays. Everybody's a multi hyphenate, so you know I think that a lot of people you think well you know just do one. <laughs> right. You know that's what a lot of people. Do you do you do one or do you do multiple?
1: I well, I mean, if we're lumping all of them into entertainment, I do one.
2: Okay, but would would you prefer? Multi,
1: uh, yeah. I guess you kind of have to, right? You you're have kind of to. trapped. You've got to let people know you do different things.
2: You have to. You have to.
1: And you, I mean, you, you're a kind of multi.
2: Everybody kind of has to be. There's no other way to be. Even if you can't do them all, you have to <laughs> say you can. That's the truth. You have to say you can do them all.
1: That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> You just look at every facet of entertainment and say that you've done it in some capacity, whether you can prove it on the spot or not.
2: Exactly. You have to say it. You have to. There's all uh, the—it's really tricky. I mean, I'm
1: just—the Wahlberg uh, strategy is interesting to me because I've never really thought of becoming a uh, multi-hyphenate through different outside of entertainment means, like I would love for my producers to be pitching me as like writer, podcaster, water bottle magnate. Uh, <laughs> like that feels like something that could be, you can add layers that are very easy outside of the business that no one can call you on.
2: Yeah. And I, I would recommend you do that. I mean, what do you think your strong suit is, to be honest, outside of entertainment? Where could we go with you? To be honest, where could we go? I, mean, I could
1: get my barber's license. Oh. Become sort, some sort of barber school feels like, what is that? Probably a year of school. You could probably take night classes, yeah, yeah, uh, writer, podcaster barber, um yeah, uh I don't know what what where do your skills lie outside of entertainment?
2: I actually have no other skills, and that's something i learned I learned it. <laughs> I actually thought I was going to quit comedy over the pandemic because I was like, this is not i don't see I don't see any reason why I should be doing this. I can't do it anymore <laughs> i'm bro- it was like, I'm kind of broken, and so I applied to school. To become an acupuncturist,
1: okay. No, and
2: what happened? It was a. Well, this is. I'm not a healer, and that's the truth. I, I have no healing. It was like okay. So basically, like, I I took I started taking classes. It was going to take six years. I can't. Six I, years. Yeah, and okay, but let me tell you this. Well, this is what broke me. I'm going to pull it up because this was really what broke me for sure, for sure. Okay, okay, let's see where it just went. This was the worst part of it. It was basically a an inventory that you had to ask your partner in a breakout room about feces. Okay? Uh-oh. And this was like, it was a role play where you had to basically be like, what's the texture of your feces? Round, long, pellets, pencil thin, sweat. <laughs> And then they answer. So you say, you say, okay, so say you're doing it with me and you say pencil thin.
1: Pencil thin, of course. Okay,
2: you tell me pencil thin. And then I have to say, right? And I have to move <laughs> on to the next question. And I I was so out of my element. i was so immature. And I kept saying, I didn't know what to say. I was so flabbergasted. I kept saying interesting after every response. <laughs> It was horrible. It was really and horrible.
1: And how how did the partner respond?
2: The partner was great. The partner was like, "And what kind of feces do you have?" And then you have to like list the colors. And I was like, <laughs> and like I could not stop laughing. And she was like, "This it's is not having
1: not at all." Wait, so was she? Part of uh, like, who was this partner? Was she part of a school? Was she another student?
2: She was another student, and I knew she was going to go far based on that experience. I knew she was <laughs> oh, going to become course. a really successful acupuncturist. Not me, no, no. So, Not me. Wait, were you
1: enrolled in the school? Or yeah,
2: I applied to the school. I enrolled in the school. And
1: how far into it did you actually get?
2: I did two classes
1: and one fecal role play.
2: Yeah. And then I said, I don't think I, I'm cut out. For, I don't think I could. I don't know if I could keep doing comedy, but I can't do this. This is not what I can do. <laughs> this is, I actually would be detrimental as a healing practitioner. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, Interesting. <laughs> that's what I learned is that it's not.
1: So yeah. what was the backing out of that process? Did they try to stop you or was it just, was it just a good luck?
2: No they they didn't seem too invested. I? I said, "Yeah, I got to go." And they're like, "Okay." And then and that was pretty much it. You know, I think that are you good at school?
1: I'm uh I'm fine at school. I'm a huge procrastinator, which was always my my greatest weakness with school. I mean, you can mm-hmm. procrastinate on a lot of things, but there are, you know, like doing the reading. There's only so much you can push that to the point where you can no longer do it the day before yeah yeah. uh were you decent at school
2: you know i'm i struggled i struggled with i just i'm not good at retaining knowledge or doing the work on time those are two (laughs) things that are pretty hard for me the only thing i can seem to retain is mark Wahlberg uh (laughs) income sources i but i think that it's like um do you are you procrastinator still like with with your work are you better at really no
1: Everything is pushed to the very last minute. I don't know if I can
2: I don't know if I can work
1: in any other condition other than oh I have to do this or I will be ruined.
2: Do you still have all-nighters?
1: I don't have all-nighters.
2: Okay.
1: Uh it'll just be, you know, like I'll wait till uh, I'll be on script or something and I'll wait till the last day and I'm just, you know, typing away and sweating and hoping that it <laughs> seems okay. Uh or like, you know, just essentially if I, especially if I don't have a deadline, the work's not getting done. Yeah. It's just, it will just be the rest of my life. Uh, do you procrastinate at all?
2: I, you know, I, I did for a very long time, but I realized that I actually don't do very good work with, at the last minute. Actually, oh. it's really evident. Like some people can get away with it, but I really, it's very evident I did it at the last minute. So how
1: did you break the habit?
2: You know, I think I worked at one of those places where you have to do work every day. And that, or like one of those shows, Yes, yes. most places you have to work every day. But this show, you had to like (laughs) turn something in like every hour almost. Uh And so that was like, kind of like, it felt like we were all gerbils or something that were like being trained to like, bring the carrot, bring the carrot to the corner. Okay. And then we, we did that. Have you had to work for one of those places?
1: Yes, I have. And, uh, like during that time I got my work in on time. There was no choice daily work. Uh, but as soon as I was done with it, you know, I think it's one (laughs) of these things where it's just like, I could probably just go out and fall in a ditch and be dead. Uh, and like my, my concern for my, I'm very concerned about people in my life, my loved ones, my friends, but as far as my own well-being. It's mm-hmm. kind of a last thought. So as soon as I'm, I'm kind of just responsible for myself, taking care of anything becomes the you know, bottom of the list.
2: You feed yourself dinner?
1: I do feed myself dinner. Oh. <laughs> but I don't make it. I, I go out to dinner, which feels bad most of the time.
2: You with people or you go by yourself?
1: Uh, I'll go with my boyfriend. I'll go by myself. Mm-hmm. I'll go with friends. Uh, I'm very flexible as uh, who I'm eating with, what I'm eating, where I'm eating. But it does need to be about six p.m. Six between six and seven p.m. I'm a very early eater.
2: That is L.A. Though every time I talk to people that move to L.A., they start eating at six p.m. Uh, that is, I'm not exaggerating. That's that's probably everybody. true. What time Why? are you eating dinner? Seven. I- Sure, but what seven eight? What what's going on over there? Why is everybody eat at six p.m.?
1: I have, I guess maybe we're waking up earlier. Well, I mean, what time are you waking up? Eight. I'm waking up at about these days about six forty five.
2: What? Why? You have some? Would you have a child?
1: <laughs> I have four daughters who need me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I've just like my body's kind of taken over uh, in the last. I would say four years has just decided it's time to wake up at six forty-five, and I'm, I have now made like a morning, you know, ritual of reading and eating breakfast, and it's something to look. It's you know the one very pleasant part of my day, so it's a nice thing to get up to. Um, but then I'm, I'm tired by eleven p.m. Well, six forty-five. Six forty-five. I'm eating breakfast by six fifty.
2: Overnight oats. What is what? Gets uh, it's in like a so protein
1: quick. bar and some coffee. Oh, sure.
2: wow, wow. <laughs> That's what you wake up. Okay, okay, and then you read the newspaper. Or you read a book.
1: I'll read a book, and then I'll read the news. I try to read a, you know, a chapter or two, and then I get into the, some light news. Mm-hmm. The, I'm obviously now doing the Wordle. I'm doing the Hurdle. What's the hurdle? We're, hurdle is kind of a name that tune version of Wordle. Oh. Which, okay. if you like to guess songs, is very fun. Although, I have to say, I have a lot of complaints about the game. Okay. It's an imperfect product. Uh, okay. Could definitely be. If I were in charge, it would be a much better thing. <laughs> uh, and hurdle, reach out to me. I've got plenty of complaints. <laughs> now, Joe, what are you doing in the morning? Is it, are you like slowly crawling out of bed, or is it uh, getting the day going?
2: No, I well, I got a dog, and oh. so at eight a.m. I go. I I go take the dog out. That's the first thing. Small we dog. We take the dog up. He's like. Um, he's like twenty. Pounds or so, he's right here. I don't know if you want to see him. Here, of course, come up here for a second. Come here, look. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> come, on, come on, come on, real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, so this is oh. him. He's, he's pretty cute, but he looks he's like toto. I'm so, he looks like a big toto, like toto eight toto, kind of. But he's, um, yes, yeah, so we get up at 8 a.m. and we go for a walk, and then we'll play with toys and eat breakfast. By we, I mean, he eats breakfast, and then I'll. I'll drink some coffee. And that's, oh, and nice. I like to read a book as well. That's my favorite thing is to read a book with coffee. Oh, it's, it's the, the best, best feeling
1: in the world. Nothing beats it. Yeah. Um so but you're not eating breakfast.
2: I don't like breakfast anymore.
1: This doesn't make sense to me. I
2: know. Breakfast, I don't I could do breakfast. If I gotta do breakfast, I'll do a piece of a couple pieces of toast.
1: Okay. Just some dry toast or a jam. No. Wet. Sopping <laughs> wet
2: actually sopping wet that's kind of the only like way to...
1: a duck would eat out of a pond
2: <laughs> yes is practically i gotta wring it out it's got so much yeah it's a butter butter heavy toast yeah
1: um okay so well yeah i have to i get i become very nauseous if i'm not if i don't have some sort of food before uh within a half hour of waking up
2: whoa do you know do you remember did you see fargo
1: uh, the movie or the TV show? The
2: movie, the movie.
1: The movie, yes.
2: So do you know that scene where Frances McDormand has to get up at like 4 a.m.?
1: Yes, and, pregnant.
2: Yeah, pregnant, and her husband makes her this like huge breakfast feast yeah, that she yes. eats happily? That <laughs> scene makes me so sick. But I would imagine for some people, it like would be the best thing ever. But I'm like, that It sounds horrible. Horrible. <laughs> this dark outside. You're eating all of this food.
1: Uh if it's dark outside I do agree like I don't I don't know that I want to be eating a big breakfast. If the, if I can see the sun, I would happily okay. eat a uh you know Midwest minute are they they're they're not in Fargo. They're actually in Where does Francis's character live in Fargo? Oh. Outside of Fargo I yeah. believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would eat a nice uh, big <laughs> breakfast from whatever city that is any day. Pregnant, not pregnant um Mm -hmm. my husband's whipping up breakfast i mean the the, here's my question there is he's got to be clanging around in the kitchen and that takes a while to make yeah so your partner her partner, is a giant nuisance as far as i can tell (laughs) i would be furious i don't don't care what you're doing for me let me sleep but she she is trying to solve a mystery she
2: is and she does and she does a good job
1: and they love each other in that movie. They have a very nice relationship.
2: Oh, it's great. What a great thing to have a nice relationship in a movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, just two adults who love each other.
2: Wouldn't it be nice? Do you, uh, do you, what do you read? Do you read mystery books by Agatha Christie?
1: Uh, I, I haven't read an Agatha Christie in a while. Uh, okay. I have uh, read in the past a couple Agatha Christies. I'm currently reading something called In the Distance, which is a Western, which is tremendous. I can't recommend it enough. Western? It's a Western about a Swedish immigrant who gets separated from his brother. They're both on, he's on, he ends up in California. His brother is apparently in New York, and he's making his way against the stream of various uh, travelers flowing through the country. He's going the other direction, having a horrible time running into scammers, uh, mysterious naturalists, this kind of thing, and uh, having just a, a difficult time, as I believe a te- Swedish teen would in <laughs> pioneer times.
2: Whoa!
1: Now, what are you reading?
2: Well, I asked because I'm reading Agatha Christie. Which I just Agatha finished Christi? one. I thought maybe what were the chances that maybe you read the same <laughs> one? I just finished it today. The The Moving Finger. Oh, you I've learn- never
1: heard of The Moving Finger.
2: It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I just found out who did it. So.
1: Oh, was it a surprise?
2: yeah it always is it always is
1: <laughs> did you have uh did you feel like you came close to guessing?
2: No, I'm always wrong, but they say that they say that there's like so there's like that um i forget what they're called it's like a like it's like a association of mystery writers. they were like these famous mystery writers in in Britain that like they all had a pledge where they had to write mystery stories where it had to be plausible and it oh. had to be solvable.
0: And they right. all like
2: took this oath, and um Agatha Christie was part of that, so I guess technically it's solvable, never done it <laughs> those i mean
1: i you know I guess she's agatha or let's say was was agatha Christie <laughs> sure. for a reason or, she uh had all these mysteries she i mean, it's hard to really prove if they're actually solvable. I mean, how yeah. do you actually you know scientifically say yes, people could have guessed this. Well, I mean, I guess probably because people guessed it. Uh,
2: could be, could be, <laughs> yeah, that's science. If you, if it happens, it happens. That's what they say about science. But that's, uh, yeah. That's, <laughs>
1: hmm. But I've never guessed, uh, I've never guessed an Agatha Christie. I mean, I read, uh, what is the, uh, and then there were none.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And have you read that book?
2: I have read that one.
1: I mean, the, the person who did it, I don't know, it, it feels a little unfair.
2: I would say, I would say as well. Yeah, I would say I said "Uh "huh" at the end
1: of that one. Um, yeah, it's a look. Agatha did her thing, and we love her for it.
2: Yeah, we've all been baffled.
1: She's written a lot of books. I read a lot of Mary Mary Higgins Clark in seventh grade.
2: Yeah, I did that last year. Yeah, a lot
1: of Mary Higgins. How did you feel about it?
2: I love that stuff. But here's the thing is I was I was by myself while I was reading it. And it's all it's so scary. She's vi- she's really it's I don't know how you did this as a seventh grader. It's really I scary. loved it.
1: I lapped it up. It's I so mean, scary. when my parents saw me reading that, they should have said, we've got a gay son. That should have been very <laughs> clear. But I was balancing it at the time with Tom Clancy novels. I was kind of like a grandma and a grandpa, but at a seventh <laughs> grader.
2: Wow. Wow. Tom Clancy and Mary Higgins Clark.
1: Yeah, yes. kind of these, you know, bestsellers. She's the queen of suspense. Mm-hmm. He's the, I don't know, army guy. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't remember as much about Tom Clancy as I do Mary Higgins. I'll say that she made I, a bigger impression. Yeah.
2: She's yeah, me too. I I tried reading a spy novel and I didn't understand one cent of that industry. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Do <laughs> you do you understand spy networks? Be honest.
1: Spy networks. I I frequently just say I'm too dumb. Just keep reading. Eventually, okay. this will resolve itself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I just kind of let a spy thing wash over me because eventually it's just like there's so much double crossing. There's so many disguises and ins and outs that I just think I have to trust that the author has figured it out for me. And Uh I try to enjoy the, you know, going to an exotic location or, you know, a backstabbing. Uh, But the uh, mystery or a spy thing frequently confuses me.
2: Yeah, really confusing stuff. Yeah, really confusing. Yeah. I mean,
1: speaking of confusing. Yes. Speaking of mysteries.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, this feels like there's never been a better moment to kind of just go at you here. <laughs> um, look, you and I uh, are just kind of meeting as of right now, but uh, I was aware of you from afar. We have a lot of mutual friends and what have you. And I've always loved Joe Firestone from afar and so I was so excited when you agreed to be on this podcast. I said no gifts. I thought, Joe's going to come on. She does it all. She knows it all. She'll be the perfect guest. Mm. Uh, nothing will go wrong. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: you know, we, we won't come close to blows. And mm. then eventually maybe we'll meet in person and uh, continue to have a pleasant time. So I was a little upset. Mm. Uh, yesterday, you know, I went out to the mailbox, as I do. Uh, and you know, you never know what you're going to find in the mailbox, something stressful, something uh exciting, maybe mm-hmm. uh, the weekly circular uh and I opened it and found a little red envelope addressed oh. to me. and it was uh, the return address, I will say, says Firestone um and I thought, that's strange, Joe. Or at least someone with the last name Firestone Hmm. will be on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, I put it away. I didn't give it a second thought. And now just talking to you here, I'm kind of having a, a, you know, flashback to yesterday. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should just approach you and ask you, is this a gift for me?
2: Yeah, I know you said no gifts, but hmm, sometimes... (laughs) That's all you have to say for yourself? Well, you know, I heard you're the host with the most, and I couldn't come empty handed.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, should I open it here on the show?
2: I suppose.
1: Okay, I'm happy to get into this. It's a little envelope. Uh, As I said, it's red. It has both of our addresses on it, uh, Mm -hmm. which I will politely not share publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, Your choice. (laughs) There's a little, there's a beautiful stamp on it with a black cat and a raven, which I love. It's a little spooky, a (laughs) little Halloween. Yeah. Um, And so now we're just going to, Try to get some envelope noise. Let's see if that uh, it's too bad I don't have an envelope a uh, letter opener sounds or a like sword or sounds like
2: it. Careful. Hopefully we're getting, we're getting a little
1: creak. Something's just dropped into my lap.
2: Oh, oh no. my gosh.
1: What's happened? I've got Uh-oh. a backup. Something has spilled it. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've uh okay, give me one moment. Let's see. Uh-oh. It's... <laughs> okay. There's okay, so there is something else in here. There's some sort of letter or some paper Mm -hmm. or a card, but and I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, the thing that just spilled into my lap are an orange and a green tic tac. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Should I, uh, before we get into the tic tacs, should I open the card and read it?
2: Yeah, so you don't see why not.
1: Oh, this is an adorable card. It's kind of a little... Everything about this uh, package is very autumn.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, it's kind of a...
2: It is the first day of spring, so I figured, (laughs) why not?
1: This episode was recorded in October 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's a little mountain scene with, you know, some fall leaves. It's absolutely gorgeous. And now we're going to open it up. Uh it says Hey Bridger. and now this is addressed uh I mean uh dated 316 of 22 2022. Mm. Uh sorry, I know you said no gifts. Hope you enjoy these fruity Tic Tacs. I bet you've never tasted anything like the green one, Joe Firestone. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. I've never had a, I've had an orange Tic Tac. No uh, have never had a green Tic Tac and I'm going to I'm going to taste it. I mean it's obviously Oh, interesting that we were just talking about kind of a difficult uh, journey across the country with my Mm -hmm. book, and now we have two Tic Tacs
2: who did the same. Um, Can I can I make a just recommendation, please, please have the orange one first. Okay, because I had normal experiences,
1: and I yeah, I want to talk about the orange because I think it's an incredibly undervalued, underrated flavor, which has Mm -hmm. been around about as long as I can remember. I'm putting it in my mouth now. Uh huh. So far, it tastes nothing. Oh, uh, it, really? it takes a minute for a Tic Tac to kind of kick in.
2: Not sure it does. I'm uh, not sure.
1: <laughs> hmm. Um, but and I could be proven wrong in this very moment because I haven't had a Tic an orange Tic Tac in probably, I would say, seven years. I've, I about seven years ago I had a Tic Tac, um, biting into it to try to get
2: uh-huh. more flavor. flavor. Uh huh. Is it coming out? It's coming out
1: in the lightest lightest possible way
2: okay (laughs) I wonder if it's lost Um, no (laughs) it was sealed in by an envelope there's no way it could have lost it's (laughs) hundred flavor No.
1: this is making me I'm not kidding the flavor is (laughs) as weak (laughs) uh, as a tic-tac possibly could be it feels like as mildly sweet, like the most mild, I could, I could almost mistake this as a pebble. Um, I'm like, if I had never had an orange Tic Tac, I would not be able to even begin to sense the flavor of this thing. Well,
2: I just don't know where the flavor would have gone. Can you taste the letter? Taste the letter. Let
1: me taste the, oh, I'm using my molars.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I'm grinding the Tic Tac I'm finally tasting a spark of orange.
2: Oh, a spark, a spark.
1: The letter doesn't smell. Oh, okay. I just licked it. Okay. And it tastes like nothing.
2: Okay. Well, there's that's um, a mystery.
1: <laughs> okay, I I'm I am going to get I'm going to taste the green one in a minute, but I do need It's too bad I don't have some sort of palate cleanser. I'm going to have a glass oh. of a drink of water here. Yeah.
2: Seems like 15 of that. I mean, where's what are you cleansing if it didn't, if it only had a spark, you know?
1: (laughs) I just want to make sure my palate is absolutely as neutral as possible for this experience that you're promising in the card, unlike anything I've ever tasted. Now, are you a regular tic tac eater? Mm -mm. (laughs) No. But you had two different types of tic tacs that you were. And enough to to spare two, of one of each to send across the country. Did you go out and buy Tic Tacs in order to send them to me?
2: One could say so.
1: <laughs> and where are the rest of the Tic Tacs now?
2: Well, I've been eating them quite a bit. And so now we're down to the very drinks. If you could...
1: <laughs> That's my favorite part of, I mean, outside of, of course, the flavor that I was um, kind of championing earlier. Uh, the package of a Tic Tac... Although probably not good for the environment at this point. It's a deeply mm. plastic uh, case.
2: Deeply plastic.
1: But I love it. It's almost like a little medical device. It's It looks like something out of a lab, you know. You could fill that with blood. Uh, it's the perfect shape. It has the fun little lid that you can pull off, uh, open mm. up, and close. Um, it Honestly, for uh, what does a, a box of Tic Tacs cost at this point? $1.50?
2: Um... Well, actually,
1: it's $2. $2. But you're in New York, and I feel like God, you're getting, you know...
2: It's terrible uh, you,
1: here. <laughs> the Tic hey, Tacs are 50 cents more.
2: Tic Tacs. Hey, did you ever... Did you ever... Um, I don't know how old you are. I'm sure you're in your 20s. But if you <laughs> are familiar with the Smint... Smint?
1: Describe what it is, because that sounds vaguely familiar.
2: If you like the Tic Tac container, you're going to love Smint. Smint is a blue container with a push-button top, so you push down the top, and then out comes one single Smint at the bottom. Oh,
1: no. That's like kind of a gerbil device.
2: It's exactly like that. And why is,
1: it, is there a reason it's called Smint? Uh, what does the S do for mint?
2: Probably like s- sneaky. sneaky, probably stands for sneaky mint. <laughs> Are they a good flavor? I would say they're a strong flavor, probably the strongest on the market when it was around.
1: Like a nice, that to me seems like an early thousands product. Is that? Yes.
2: Yes. That's what I'm a, picturing. A fresh breath, a fresh breath aid when, when you were in high school.
1: Was that one of the little strips that you would put on your tongue and it would dissolve?
2: No. Oh, those are fun. Those. I you love those. Have, but you really can't have more than one. And you ever, have you ever put one of those? If you put that in, if you put that in and put a mask on, oh, boy, you're going to have trouble. <laughs> trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. You have had City. one of those that recently?
1: Yeah, yeah. Within the pandemic, you've had one of the, what are those even called? Like a breath strip or something?
2: Yeah, breath strip. Yeah, I had one of those that put a mask on. Ooh, oh, that my, sounds eyes, incredible. my eyes were, were upset.
1: That sounds intoxicating.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I was, you know, blinded by my own breath. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Where do you even buy those? Because I don't feel like you see them by the gum.
2: No, they're not with the gum.
1: Are they by the floss?
2: They're by the floss.
1: <laughs> they're kind of like a little skin or a scale.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like skin, tongue skin.
1: That's you, kind of what it is. It's like the the experience of it eating skin while we have yeah. something for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, eating skin that hurts your eyes? Yeah, you're going to love this stuff. It's great. Um, Do do you you feel
1: like it's time for me to get into this green tic-tac?
2: Do you think it's time? Are you ready?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to tell me what flavor it is. I want to try to guess because I think that this could either be green apple or lime. Uh, I mean, there are other green things that could potentially be, but it's not a vegetable flavor. Uh, I'm going to put it in my mouth and begin the journey. This might take a minute, so I might as well put it in. It's too bad we don't have a, a microphone... Right in my mouth, so people could hear my saliva. Uh,
2: Can you do tic-tac-against-teeth sound?
1: I see. This is oral hell for (laughs) (laughs) pretty much everyone. Okay. The flavor, I already am sensing a flavor, which is way beyond what the orange was doing. The orange, as you know, did not work until I had completely crunched it in the back of my mouth. Off the top of my... I mean, my initial reaction is this is green apple. Mm. But it's becoming more and more clear that this is green apple.
2: Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. What, have you ever tasted that?
1: No. Have Have I ever tasted green apple candy, you're asking? Or this sensation of a green apple in a candy?
2: sensation of green apple in a candy.
1: Never. I have actually... I have a very personal relationship to green apple because in Shelby. third grade, the St. Patrick's Day party, everyone got to bring some green food. Everyone brought green apple candy, and it made me sick. Oh. This might be the first time I've had green apple flavor
0: uh-huh.
1: since I was nine years old. Oh my God. It's not third grade. And it's not making me sick. Oh, wow. I've I've just bitten into it and it's sour, and this is <laughs> Sensational. That's truly really like an apple. I love this. This is way better than the orange. I are you do you like this? Do you like this flavor? I, I think it's it. incredible. I
2: thought it was fantastic. That's why I sent it to you. I thought this is a fantastic mint. Is that I mean,
1: my question though, obviously the job of a Tic Tac is to make your mouth smell fresher, but the idea of this making my mouth my breath more sour, I don't know that that's quite what you want. (laughs) I mean, I'm not Mr. Tic Tac. Uh, Never will be. But I imagine they know more than I do as far as breath freshening. So, I think, I mean, as far as just a snack, what an absolute, I mean, flavor per an inch, you're not going to get a better, I'm going to say that on this podcast right now. That thing is the size of a bead, and my mouth is exploding with flavor. I could eat an entire sandwich and not get that burst of flavor. I think it's amazing. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. I, I truly think that that is a delicious mint. Tic Tac, is- reach out. Do they describe this Tic Tac as a sour apple or just green apple? They don't say. They don't say. They just say anything.
2: No. That. True. There's, there's no copy.
1: (laughs) You found a, a plastic (laughs) container with green pill shaped items in it and sent me one.
2: I tell you, wait, wait. Questions. Hold on. There's, hold on. There's a. Oh gosh. Wait. My price sticker's covering those things. Says questions. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hold on. This is really getting good. Okay. Questions. One, eight hundred. 688 3552.
1: Five, Should I try to call them
2: now? Yes, call them now. Okay.
1: At this point, uh, Tic Tac brand ambassador did pick up the phone, was not happy to be talking to me, did not want to tell me what the green flavor of the Tic Tac was, told me to go to the website and hung up before I could even ask if we could record the audio. So that's, uh, you know, a little behind the scenes of reaching out to Tic Tac reaching out to your favorite brands is, you know, it's not always a sunny experience and that's fine. Oh, he yeah, hung up on wow, me. Wow,
2: wow. Now we don't that even know if we're going to be able to use the audio. I, okay, hold on. Tic-tac.
1: How do you call yourself a brand ambassador if you're not willing to answer a simple question about Tic-tac? Was really tough. That guy was not happy to
2: hear from me. <laughs> he was... He was really not in a good place with us. But listen, here's the thing. Here's the Tic Tac flavors we have. Okay, that was a bust, but here we go. So we have now, okay, so there's a new Tic Tac.
1: A new Tic Tac.
2: Coca-Cola flavor.
1: Oh no, that doesn't feel right to me. Well,
2: there's a lot going on here. (laughs) How many flavors do they have? I'm looking right now and it's looking like a, there's a Tic Tac messenger. Do we want to go through that?
1: Is that like a chat bot? Yeah. Uh huh. Ask the chat bot. See if that has an answer for us.
2: Okay. Great. Create your message. Type here. Okay. So I say. Okay. Uh, idea. Oh, this is not. This is not helpful at all. I. I mean, I'll put this in the chat. This is really not helpful. Say? This is not customer service at all.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's sending a tic tac generator. What share a? What, <laughs> this is just something to put a message on a. Like a photo, a picture of a tic tac. Is that what I'm looking at here?
2: I'm not sure what this is for.
1: You create like a little tic tac uh, character, almost. You can put a hat on a tic tac. They're blushing. Uh, there's let's see. There's nothing to show. This is as far from customer service as you're going to get. It says it's a an augmented reality experience. <laughs> what? So I can have the tic tac like appear in my room. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs>
2: Okay. okay, I figured out. There's Okay, there's currently one, two, three, four, five. There are five flavors of Tic Tac on the market. Are you We're ready? We're basically
1: creating jelly beans at this point. Is a okay. breath mint? Okay, let's hear them.
2: Coca-Cola, winter green. Okay. Big Berry Adventure.
1: Oh, I love.
2: Fresh Mints, Orange, and Fruit Adventure. What? Now, None of them are green? Fruit Adventure is where the green comes from. Now, the Fruit Adventure, now that I read on the website, has four flavors. Oh. Tangy orange.
1: Okay. Which is that. That's what I had. Yeah. Which was not. I mean,
2: this, I mean, yeah. There's two is sweet cherry. Oh. Okay.
1: Nice bright red, I imagine.
2: That was bright red. Three is juicy passion fruit.
1: Oh. What color is that? Yellow. Yellow. Okay, that makes sense? And you
2: ready for the one? <laughs> yes, I it?
1: need to know. Tart apple. A tart apple. So I was wrong with both of my guesses. Neither sour nor green.
2: <laughs> this is really hard. I mean, we really tried our best to figure out the answers here. And luckily, the TikTok website was very helpful ultimately, but wow, well, really tough.
1: I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but that was, I thought I was going to get answers to whatever I wanted. Uh-huh. And I can't even get a, you know, a, what the green flavor is.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I think that it, honestly, this is, the TikTok, I guess what we learned is that TikTok's down to business. No copy, <laughs> no funny business. And that's that's exactly what happens. So then when they get apple, it's tart apple, strictly business.
1: <laughs> Although they're talking about Big Berry Adventures. And I mean, the que- the thing that I'm thinking about Tic Tac is, you know, they have one that's just literally called Orange. And oh, then well. they have one called Big Berry. Why is the orange not fun sounding? Why isn't it like outrageous orange?
2: You think that Big Berry Adventure sounds more fun than orange?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only I can only speak to my own experience, but a Big Berry Adventure sounds like... Something I'd rather do than orange.
2: You'd rather go, if, if I said you want to go on a Big Berry adventure,
1: <laughs>
2: you would say,
1: yeah. I would say my bag is packed. Uh, when do you pick me up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if I asked you, do you want to go on a fruit adventure? Fruit
1: adventure, uh, it would be like, how much do tickets cost? Uh, oh. Let me look at my calendar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I would seriously consider it. But, yeah, but uh,
2: you really wouldn't be as enthusiastic as Big Berry Adventure. No,
1: no, no, no. And no. orange or wintergreen or Coca Cola, uh, don't don't pick up the phone, don't email me, don't ask. Not even it's not happening. I mean, would you go on a Big Berry Adventure?
2: Well, I guess it kind of depends. You know what's going on there. The thing is, is if it's involving picking berries, I am in. Have you had a berry picked it have you picked it I've never uh I mean outside of like
1: you know uh strawberry plants in people's gardens or uh, it sounds like I'm going through people's gardens looking through strawberries <laughs> like a badger or something <laughs> a little deer just eating people's berries uh but you know like a neighbor would have a strawberry plant or whatever and you would I nothing better in the world there's nothing better than just eating a strawberry directly off the plant have you gone on like a berry picking uh, for lack of a better word, adventure.
2: Yeah. I went on a Big berry adventure once. What I was p- it? Picked, I picked blackberries. Oh. I tell you what, a lot of people don't think you should microwave fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because they never had bl- hot blackberries. Whoa, that is so much better than cold. You got to put your microwave in the fruit. I mean... Whatever. You'll switch that in post,
1: right? Oh, yeah. That will all be flipped around. We'll use computers to make that the perfect <laughs> statement. <laughs> Just a beautiful poetic, uh, you know. Uh, but no, I look, this, is, this may come as a surprise to you, but one of my favorite ways to eat a blackberry is hot in a blackberry cobbler. Oh. Phenomenal.
2: Yeah. It is. I love good. a cold
1: blackberry, but hot? I've never microwaved.
2: Mm. You have one?
1: Well, how, how long are you microwaving the berry? 15 seconds. <laughs> They're just popping it in your mouth? Are you, is it like a full bowl of blackberries? Or do you just place one in the middle of the carousel and let it go?
2: Well, if you, you know, it depends on your serving size. But you really don't have to chew these things. And the, you know, the microwave breaks the skin right down. Makes you wonder what it's doing in there. But it's, it is, um, it's nice. It's nice.
1: Kind of a mush. Adam, yeah. Are you eating it with a spoon?
2: Yeah, you should. You should. Because otherwise, you're going to get, you know... Every time you touch markers, do you get them all over your hands?
1: Oh, there's no question. No matter how careful I am.
2: I get markers all over... My, and this is the same with fruit. With, you know, with d- hot fruit. fruit. <laughs> Getting it all over my hands.
1: And when you're eating the hot fruit with a spoon, are you uh, drinking anything? Or are you combining it with a dry toast?
2: Um. Yeah, you make my life sound so cool. I guess... Um, <laughs> I guess... Um, I guess if I'm eating hot fruit, usually I would do it something, just half fruit by itself sounds like it's kind of, you know, a little bit tough. You know, that's that's kind of, a, it's tough. You got to add it to something, right?
1: I mean, I'm picturing you doing this in a Corvette. Uh,
2: Thank you.
1: Or like a ski boat or something. So if that Thank helps.
2: Thank you. Do you have a convertible?
1: <laughs> I would love to have a convertible. I would love to cruise around.
2: You don't have one?
1: I don't have a convertible. Have you ever driven a convertible? No. I've never driven one either. And I don't, I actually don't know that I would enjoy myself. Really? Too much wind.
2: Oh, you don't like wind?
1: Uh, I, I don't like wind.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Do you think you'd have a good time?
2: Yeah, I think I'd have a great time. Well, one time, I'll tell you this one time, I used to be a caterer, and my boss, she lived next near me in the same neighborhood. So she'd take me home sometimes at night. She'd drive me home in the convertible. Oh. This woman didn't even like me. And boy, were those the best times of my life. Driving (laughs) over the bridge, wind in the hair, smelling like food. (laughs) It's the best. It's the best feeling.
1: A convertible is an excellent car for someone who works in food service. Because every time I worked in food service, I would come home smelling like the restaurant. But if you're in a Uh convertible, you can just go to your next destination. It's getting blown out. And you smell like the night air.
2: Oh, it was, it, was, it was heaven. It was heaven.
1: What sort of convertible was it?
2: I don't know. Something probably green.
1: Was it like a fancy new convertible or was it like an older?
2: I think it was an older model. I mean, this was really this was really the tops for me. It was really, really nice, that convertible ride.
1: Now that we're getting into it, I, I will say one of my two dream cars is the Chrysler LeBaron which is a convertible car. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I think they were probably made between 1986 and 1992. Oh. Snappy little convertible car.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I would be happy to drive one of those. I would have to put on a lot of sunscreen. Yeah. Maybe have a goggle. Um, oh. But I saw a woman driving one a few months ago, and I'm not an advocate of smoking. I, you know, I don't think that smoking is healthy. Uh, this woman... She had kind of a shock of blonde hair. Uh, She was driving a white Chrysler LeBaron convertible, giant cigarette in her hand. And I thought that is the coolest woman I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I bet so. That's really cool. I I want to be that person. Wow.
1: (laughs) So maybe I would drive a convertible. It's hard to say.
2: Has it? Have you ever had somebody say, oh, I saw you walking the other day or something. I saw you driving. And then they didn't say hi. And then you are f- afraid of what you are truly like.
1: <laughs> because the fact that they chose not to approach me.
2: Or they just that they like, you know, maybe they just couldn't come say hi. But they saw you in your natural element.
1: Oh, and- kind of just in the wild. And yeah. like got to observe you without... Me putting up whatever, putting on Uh whatever mask I put on to interact with them, basically.
2: Uh huh.
1: I've never thought about that, but it's it's terrifying.
2: It is a little bit, yeah.
1: I mean, with car situations, I'm usually, I'm frequently singing or clapping my hands. Clapping
2: Uh, your hands? What? (laughs) I'll
1: clap along to a song. I'll dance. I have the time of my life in the car.
2: I think everyone should have
1: the time of their life in a car. If you're not. Listening to music, the exact music you want at a high volume. Why are you paying for a car? It's your little personal dance uh, machine. Do it.
2: Wow. You do you like that? Do you like that song, "Boys" by uh, Carly XCX? Oh, of course.
1: It's an incredible song.
2: That one's a really good song.
1: It's got the little like uh, Mario do, coin yeah. sound.
2: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Which is so addictive.
2: Do you have any other good songs?
1: Off the top of my head, oh, too much pressure. You can't do that to me.
2: Okay, just one other song. Okay? (laughs) What? Just one other song that's cool. Just we can have a playlist of two to remember us by.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, I'll say there's a song by a band called Young Gov, and it's Uh called Can I Just Call You? That's very fun to listen to, but also a little heartbreaking, but also reflective of our time.
2: I can't wait! I can't wait. <laughs> kind I of, I think it's it kind
1: of deals with the, you know, texting or being on your phone with someone without actually calling them. It's a perfect song, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hey, have you ever heard that song on the telephone?
1: Under the telephone?
2: <laughs> on the telephone?
1: Oh, uh, the I believe it, the band was the Nerves, and then Blondie covered it.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. On the telephone. Hanging on the telephone? Mm, hold on. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That's because I said the name wrong. Okay. Okay, I figured it out. What is it? Bless the telephone.
1: Bless the telephone? <laughs> yeah. What, what? Who sings it?
2: Uh, Labi Sifra.
1: What is this song? I want to hear a little bit of it. I'm going to play a little bit for myself and try to describe. Okay. YouTube is loading. Okay. We're getting a New York Times article or uh, ad- uh, advertisement. I'm skipping.
2: Okay.
1: I'm already into it. It's a little folky. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's kind of a finger picked acoustic guitar. This is a. <laughs> this is the sort of song that will make me ball. <laughs> I don't, don't listen to it right now. <laughs> this, if. Uh, that is a. I mean, I haven't even. I listened to 10 seconds of that song, and I can't recommend that song enough. That is. <laughs> That's the sort of song that you put on a playlist to, you know, and people are so impressed with you. That's a gorgeous song. I made a playlist last year and I put this song, uh, uh, what is it called? It's by a band called The Female Species and it's called Till the Moon Don't Shine.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Such a gorgeous piece of music.
2: Till the Moon Don't Shine.
1: Just, Great. you know, one of these old songs that makes you just feel the entire human experience.
2: Wow. Dude. Wow. Well, this is a
1: nice little recommendation corner we've kind of found really ourselves It really is
2: nice. <laughs> really nice.
1: <laughs> um, okay, but just to be clear for the listener, if you're looking up, bless the telephone, it's by an artist. Do you want to spell the artist's name?
2: Yeah, it's, it's L-A-B-I, uh. And then Seth is S I F F R E.
1: What? A, where did you find that song? It's so beautiful.
2: It, it came. It came through.
1: <laughs> I do think songs about telephones and calling other people are, by nature, uh, very sad, uh, mm-hmm. poignant things because it's about connecting over a distance. Yeah, you're just. You're kind of. Uh, This is a tip to all songwriters, our large songwriting audience. Uh, If you're looking to pen a hit, think about calling someone and the experience of uh, hearing someone's voice right next to your your ear, the intimacy, the uh, connection, maybe the loss of connection, the echoes of time. It's a, a perfect arena for songwriting.
2: Oh, it's good. That's uh, good. That's really good. I'm so glad to know there's multi-hyphenate music musicians around here that listen to this. This <laughs> is really good, Joe.
1: I think it's time to play a game. Will you play a game with me? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're very good at games. You've kind of you you are you know a game genius. So I'm wow. a little intimidated, mm-hmm. but I think we're gonna play a game called Gift Master. Okay. I need a number between one and ten from you. I want
2: to say eight.
1: Okay. I have to do. Just some light calculating to get our game pieces. Uh, Right now, you can recommend something, promote something. Uh, You have the microphone for some amount of time. I'll be right back.
2: Okay. Well, I guess, um, you know, I guess it's really uh, sometimes I feel like I can't draw. And uh, today I Googled flower and then I clicked on the images and, you know, I just kind of tried to draw what I saw. Did it turn out? No. But it kind, of did, it kind of did a little bit look like what I thought a flower did look like. Closer than I've ever gotten. So if you think you can, you j- also yesterday I couldn't, my sink was broken and so I YouTube how to fix sink. And I actually did remove a lot of stuff. Didn't fix it, but did remove a lot of stuff. So I'm just saying the internet pretty is helpful, pretty much.
1: That's a perfect recommendation. Okay. You've been very helpful. This is how the game play, the, the game works. Gift master, I tell you three gifts you'll be giving away. Three items, experiences, what have you. And then I'm going to uh, name three celebrities, famous people. You're going to tell me which person you're going to give which gift and why. Does that make sense? Yes. Pretty simple. Okay. These are the gifts you'll be giving. So this first one is combat training. So that's kind of an experience or a skill you'll be giving them. Okay. Number two is certainly an experience—a uh, foodborne illness. Oh,
2: okay.
1: um, so take your pick as far as foodborne illness goes: salmonella, oh. uh, tapeworm. I don't know. Uh, oh. I guess a tapeworm is more of a parasite. So, but that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and number three is hardwood floors. So that oh. is a beautiful addition to a home. Okay, these are the people you'll be giving them to. Number one is actor Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Number two is actor Salma Hayek. Okay. And number three is NBA great Scotty Pippen.
2: Okay. So, Salma Hayek, I think I'm giving her combat training.
1: Okay. Why? I
2: think, that was, I think she's so strong and she could only get stronger.
1: <laughs> That's a good piece, a uh, good way to go about that.
2: Yeah, Scotty Pippen, I would say I'm going to give him hardwood floors. There's nothing like giving a basketball player hardwood floors. <laughs> that's that's the best gift you could give he him. He knows
1: exactly what to do with them.
2: He knows exactly what to do with them.
1: You can never have too many hardwood floors.
2: Yeah, you cover it in wax. <laughs> and then you jump, you jump around. That's what you do. So then I got to give a foodborne illness to Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> it's it's hard to say it as a sentence and it's harder even to execute but I'll do it. I'll do it.
1: Uh I mean can you imagine what sort of foodborne illness he would get?
2: Um, well one time I got uh something from rice from rice You had to you had to it comes from rice more than you think cuz rice it sits in a temperature that's not food safe sometimes because you make a big vat of rice and right. then you don't think about making it hot. I'm food safe certified just so you know. And so I would say that um, the rice could get you something where you have to choose whether you're going to get which which product on the rug. <laughs> you know, one one end is going in the toilet and one end goes on the rug. So you got to pick which one and there is a right answer. <laughs> You know what it is? You know which one you want on the rug?
1: This, you you this conversation with a uh fellow chiropractor.
2: <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I said, "Yeah, listen, hey, you want you want to what do you want to do? You want to you want to put the pencil thins in the in the rug or you want to put the pencil thins in the toilet?" And the answer is pencil thins in the toilet. Pencil thins.
1: Um, I think that's a, a beautifully played. Dustin Hoffman, he's probably it's probably been years since he had a foodborne illness. You know, yeah, you get to a certain him. level and you kind of leave foodborne illness behind. And yeah. it's always nice to to have a memory of your uh, you know, your diarrheas, your throwing ups, uh even late in life. Yes, yeah, so Maybe
2: you just don't important. eat it again. You know, you just kind of steer clear. That's all, no big deal. That's
1: tricky with rice though. I mean, are you? Does the thought of eating rice now make you sick? I love rice. It's so my. It's so just a mild thing to eat.
2: I love rice. Even love after it. what it did. I love it. I love it. I love it. I make it with oh. I put that. Mm, I put butter in there and I put <laughs> it with um with the with this bouillon. Oh, <laughs> it turns out so salty. Oh, it's so good.
1: You ever do that? I've never. Shockingly, I've never had butter in rice.
2: What? I don't know. you got to put bouillon and butter. How much butter? A tablespoon. Tablespoon.
1: Okay, so not a whole uh, cube of butter.
2: Kind of depends on how you look at a cube. But yeah, this it's really good. You really are going to love rice. That sounds
1: lovely. Yeah, then are you eating it with a vegetable?
2: Sure, you put something on top of it. You can't just eat rice sometimes because sometimes you really do need to eat protein. But it is so... mm, <laughs> Can't
1: recommend it enough. It's a lovely recipe. It's uh-huh. uh that's free to the listener. <laughs>
2: yeah, well.
1: Okay, you played that perfectly. Let's answer a listener question before people freak out. Okay. You know, people write into I said no gifts at gmail.com. Oh. And they have problems. They have concerns. Mm-hmm. Things are not going right in their lives, mostly about oh. gifts or social situations. And then I end up kind of having to deal with their garbage. And uh, so I bring a guest along. Uh, will you answer one with me? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, here's here's a, a good one. It says, Dear Bridger and Sparkling Guest, My husband and I need your help with a gift for our retired next-door neighbors, a friendly older couple who have been so lovely to us since we moved in about three and a half years ago. To give some background, our homes are close together, and we have street parking. The husband, let's call him Paul, is very persnickety about parking. We learned in the very few uh, we learned in the first few months of being neighbors. So we listen. Whoever wrote this is overusing commas. I don't. I don't want to be unkind, but maybe uh, take the gas, take the foot off the gas on the commas. Well. (laughs) Uh, We learned in the first few months of being neighbors, so we try our best to respect that, uh, that he's persnickety about parking. Okay. They are both retired teachers, have a couple grandkids, and the wife plays the piano. The situation is this. On trash days, Mondays and Thursdays, either Paul or his wife, let's call her Meg, has been lugging our trash cans, which are heavy, back up our uh, yard to the side of the house for us after the trash has been picked up. While this is a nice gesture, I can't help but wonder if Paul is annoyed that our cans are sitting out in the street too long. Okay, I'm seeing what's happening here. Messing with parking, and uh, he just takes matters into his own hands by passive-aggressively bringing our cans back up for us, before I even get the chance to go out there and do it myself. With every passing trash day, my husband and I feel more indebted to this couple. Please help. We want them to know we're grateful, but don't really want them doing this for us. I need to give them a gift before they think that we assume this is just their job now. Sincerely, J and B. So basically what's happened is J and B have kind of turned this elderly couple into their servants um, and are trying to back out in a way that feels like they don't want to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they think that just a a one-time gift is going to be enough for all of the times that Paul dragged Mm -hmm. heavy... I, and that's something else that I'm a little confused about. Heavy, heavy. garbage cans, which are empty. Yeah, they're what, empty. Uh, my experience with a trash can, uh, you know, that's given to me by the city or what have you, is a large plastic thing mm-hmm. on wheels, which are... Yeah, what's
2: making it I don't is know, so what is that, heavy?
1: Seven pounds. Sure. Uh, and what J and B are describing here sounds like lead. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, so which that is illegal. Be, which is illegal. Thank you. <laughs> So the, already we know someone's breaking the law. Uh, I don't know if it's the city that they live in. They're distributing lead garbage cans. Mm-hmm. Or if J and B have kind of, uh, you know, taken on a hobby of making their own lead garbage cans, which then yeah. they then have, you know, nearby seniors drag around the city.
2: <laughs> Terrible. Um,
1: Shameful. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a a, a decent amount of shame. Um yeah. That these people should be feeling, whether Paul and Meg are helping them or not,
2: Mm -hmm. filling the air with lead. Yeah, lead.
1: But what what sort of gift do we give these? I'm going to assume injured, uh, (laughs) retired teachers who dedicated their lives to service. They're probably changed. They're Paul and Meg are retired teachers. They J and B say Uh, these two people have molded young lives, young minds. And are now dragging garbage. Is not right. It's shameful. And I don't know. Uh, it is. I mean, it's just uh, flat out shameful. And I don't know. that is there any gift big enough to pay this debt?
2: Yeah, maybe just maybe some T-shirts that say my neighbors are shameful.
1: <laughs> that they can wear while dragging the
2: garbage cans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that'd be really nice. And and Harry and David.
1: <laughs> like a nice nut sampler. Uh,
2: Moose munch, pears, oranges from Florida, all kinds of things. I think those are called areola oranges. Pretty areola sure. Areola oranges? Pretty sure.
1: I've never heard of this type of orange. What kind of, what are Harry Houston. and David doing?
2: I'm pretty sure it's called areola oranges. I'll double check, but I'm (laughs) pretty sure. What do you think they should give?
1: I mean, I I can't imagine that uh, Paul or Meg has ever had a Big Berry adventure. Maybe like a small uh, box of Tic Tacs. I think that, to me, for me, giving them something as small as a box of Tic Tacs will Mm. truly solve the problem because there's also the possibility that Paul and Meg or they feel like they're doing this kind of subtle way of uh, the the growing debt towards them that they don't think their, noti- their neighbors have quite noticed yet. And they they think that they're going to eventually be able to call on the neighbors and ask for the ultimate favor. I don't know what the ultimate favor is going to be, but it's
2: that's really scary.
1: They could ask them to kill, uh, something along those lines. And you don't want to end up in that place with your neighbors. So,
2: okay. yeah.
1: nip it in the bud, give them a box of Tic Tacs. They're insulted. They stop doing. But you're you're now getting into the oranges. You think that was
2: an insulting? Get? Hey, listen. Uh, no, the, no, 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 I just want to say this. I, I, <laughs> I just want to say this is that they're not called areola oranges; they're called Cara oranges. So I'm sorry, Cara. <laughs> Where did areola come? from? I don't know. I'm sorry I mentioned it. So.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a uh, you know variety of oranges called areola oranges. Maybe not sold by Harry and David. It feels a little risque for the company. Uh, yep. But there's so they're selling a Kara orange?
2: Yes, Kara oranges. So I would recommend, you know, I recommend the orange super pack, orange Tic Tacs, Kara oranges. And if you can find them areola oranges and put them over there. And, you know, because red means stop and green means go. <laughs> but what about orange? Just keep it, keep it casual. <laughs> That's a perfect gift. Perfect gift.
1: And you know, then maybe for all we know, Paul loves doing it, and this is his little pastime. You know, he thought yeah. he was going to do something with else with his life in retirement, and found this new passion. So don't rain on his parade.
2: Yeah, probably ripped, ripped to hell.
1: Yeah, his arms are just gigantic. His calves—he's dragging that thing up the driveway. This man so looks incredible at seventy. Really, he's never looked better.
2: Really good. Yeah. And you got to think about these people, you know, vanity.
1: <laughs> you have these deeply vain neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, only care about their bodies, and um, they'll do anything, in, including drag lead garbage cans around the driveway to keep uh, keep it tight. And keep so you're giving them T-shirts that say, my neighbors are shameful. Uh-huh. You're giving them an orange super pack, uh-huh. uh, Tic Tacs. And eventually, you're going to go out there one day, and Paul will probably be pinned beneath one of these garbage cans. Oh and
2: God!
1: You save, you lift it off of him, mm-hmm. and the debt is repaid. I think it's perfect.
2: Seems like a fair square deal to me.
1: <laughs> Joe, we've answered the question more than perfectly. Um, I've I've had a new experience. It's been mm. exhilarating. It was mysterious. Yeah. I think this feels very Agatha Christie. Let's just say it. you wrote your own little mystery today.
2: Well, didn't we didn't we?
1: <laughs> Thank you. I've had such a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much for having me on this
2: incredible podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. I loved it.
1: Listener now uh, go do your thing I uh, I feel like whatever it is whatever's in store for you today is going to be perfect and incredible and you'll look back on this moment as when you knew that your day was—everything in your life was going to change for the better. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Now make sure to listen, follow, and most importantly, leave a heartfelt review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music, or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app.
0: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I